Uh, let's see here. I need one more person. Well, robot. And there the robot is. All right. Hello. Welcome, everybody. This is Oz, or as we are in the best holiday season of the year, Halloween, I am H.R. Geiger Counter for this year's presentation of Aliens, the role-playing game in which it is my duty as the storyteller to fuck with my players until they die, which is honestly really great. So this year, we have a team of intrepid colonial marshals who have been called to the colony outpost of Sunshine from Backwater Station, where they are based, because they have a fridge in a field. So as of this moment, the fridge has been investigated. There was a body inside that was still breathing who is going to be taken to the medical office. We have a pilot who has made a pickup and is leaving a bar, which has a couple of people that are down and out. And we have a roughneck, a marshal, and an officer in the kitchen of the commissary of the administration building looking for a cheeseburger. Does that sound right to everybody? Not just a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger long overdue and denied to us in our rightful uh, supply shipments and just bureaucratic nightmare. You know, that's fair. That's very fair. Um, we got. I got the body out because I know Krista was in the field with the refrigerator. She cut a right. hole to see that. Did, did I actually get them out? You did actually get them out. Okay, and I am taking them to med, medical. You're taking okay. them to med. All right, I just wanted to recap, make sure I knew where I was. Okay. Okay. Any any other questions from my players? Did I successfully re retrieve the canister that I have not yet opened, because that would be impolite, to Correct. the secret hidey hole in the ship, or was I merely en route from the alley? You are en route from the alley. You are not yet at the ship. Thank you for that question. I will have a follow-up question for you in a moment. Cool. Everybody else good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right. So I feel that there was a few date there were a few details last time that were not properly communicated. So in, in recognition of that, I would like everybody to make a, an awareness roll. Do you mean observation? Yes, I do. Too many game systems. I say, I don't see that anywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so uh, good, good, good. Wow. Wow, that's a lot of yellow. That is a lot of yellow. What is that? Why, why, why am I? Oh, this is the old. Ah, yeah, that's the old one. Anyone, anyone, Okay. Retired. Yes, this is a. I'm sure that character is living a nice life somewhere. In fact, they're at a farm upstate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, everybody, of course, I have five wonderful players, and I adore running for them because they're all great. And of my five players, I have four successes and observation amongst them. So 
to to my players who have successes. Uh, I will start with Krissa because Krissa has one success on observation. You have noticed that since you have arrived, you have seen one person that has not been part of your martial team. And that is the unconscious boy you have in your possession. And I would know that this should be a bustling place, right? Correct. So this is a very, very odd. Indeed. Tario Gibbs, my colonial marshal, you have three successes. Not only have you not seen anybody except the uh, except the dispatch, the administrator's wife, you have not seen the administrator. You know that the administration building should be full. It is lunchtime. It is empty. And you also know that only a single burner on that oven has been running and not the whole kitchen as it should be for lunchtime at one of the most productive settlements on the planet. With all that information in mind, I would like everybody to take one stress and we will start paying attention to stress from now on. Something is not right at the colony. Okay. Let's see. Let's start. Actually, let's start with Rico, Terrio, and Dave, who are in the commissary. They're in the kitchen. You have found evidence of the, of meat. So the the fridge is like the door has been cracked open. Um, it was cracked open when you got there. You see fresh produce. This is fresh produce from off-world. You've got lettuce, real earth tomatoes. Uh, you've got slices of what look like American singles, like old packaged, uh, individually packaged craft singles, great melting cheese. There is evidence of sesame seed buns in a cupboard, and you can definitely smell that that uh, that sizzling meat smell off of one of the burners of the stove. And there's a, a flat griddle there. It's got some grease on it. And I'm going to play off of the three successes that Gibbs had. And you are going to find in the deep freezer, and it's it's like nestled away, very clearly contraband, frozen beef, ground beef. There it is. Hot dog. I think we got this. Oh, those aren't hot dogs. That's burgers. Real meat. This is great. So, what is your plan? Uh, My plan is to find some buns. Buns are there. Um, Gibbs has managed to source all of the ingredients for a killer burger. Is there an apron that says kiss the cook? Yes. For some reason, those are standard issue, one per colony. Uh, One per per outpost on this colony. Kiss the cook. I'm sure it's a thing where it is good for morale, you know, to have that like one person who just really loves, ah, you know, it's just like right. Ah. Anything to make indentured servitude to Wayland Utani that much more bearable. You say that as though it would not be bearable in the first place. I say it's even more bearable now. Nice, and um, because there's no actual like skill for it 
I am going to make the assumption that at least one of you knows how to cook and knows how to cook well. You want to roll for it? Shoot for it. Who's your cook? I rolled a two. Okay. Gibbs got three. All right. And a two. So, of course, uh, Marshall Gibbs is your uh, is your lead cook. All right. So, well, uh, McDonald, can you get the veggies ready? I'm going to get a scale out and we're going to weigh out these burgers and uh, have them proper. I snap off the first serious salute that I've done in six months, year, something. Excellent. Um, Dave McDonald, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. So last session, you were tasked to load the ship. And the second that Ray's back was turned, you scuttled off to go find the administration building, correct? I had a a personal emergency where I needed to use the bathroom. It's completely completely legit. But yes, I totally scuttled off. Okay. And when you did, you just left the ship there hanging open? No, I definitely would have closed it because I stole some stuff in the process. I'm pretty sure I remember doing that. Did you steal some stuff? I remember loading it up with some stuff that was, you know, questionable. Right, that's right. You were rifling through toolboxes and stealing shit because there was nobody there. It was requisitioned. This is clearly here for us to to load up. I remember requisitioning these exact tools. Okay, perfect, perfect. No, that's good. Okay. Uh, Okay, so I will leave you three to make yourselves lunch, if that is all right. It's very all right. This is all I've ever wanted. Okay. Let's move to Krissa, who has an unconscious boy in her possession. Mm -hmm. And you have been told that if you take them to the, the medical building, that they can be seen. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to make my way there. Uh, I think right now the, the main, uh, most important thing is to get him into medical bay, not calling anybody, but just making my way there. Um, I don't have like any kind of medical, but I do have, can I, can I roll medical aid just to kind of give the med bay like a current condition just so they can prepare? Yes. You can roll your medical aid because I believe that will let you roll uh, base empathy. Very nice. Two successes on three dice. So you are able to uh, quickly assess that your, your patient, for lack of a better term, has suffered a serious concussion. Uh, has suffered multiple contusions. There are don't look to be any broken bones, but this kid looks like he's been locked in a fridge and chucked over a football field until he rolled to a stop. Okay, so I'm going to let them know multiple contusions, possible concussion, unconscious right now, but breathing, probably dehydrated. Just yes. like the normal stuff. That right. First aid, you would know. Okay. So okay. So yes. Like, I don't know if there's internal bleeding or anything broken. I'm not that good. Right. Okay. So you will you will uh, radio that in 
And Nancy, dispatch, will radio back, oh, that's fine, honey. I'll let them know. Just go ahead and get over there. No, Nancy? Is it Nancy? Nancy. Nancy, I I need to be connected to MedBit. Can you connect me to medical? Oh, I'm I'm talking to him right now. It's fine. No, I want to talk to him. I need to talk to them so they know exactly. Nancy, put medical on. All right, just a minute. And the uh, the radio goes dead. Nancy? Click, click, click. Nancy? <laughs> I think Nothing? the bitch just hung up on you. That motherfucking bitch. Uh, radio uh, Rico. Okay. Just start yelling, Rico! Yeah, Krista, are you all right? Uh, the the fridge. There there was a body of a kid inside. I'm trying to go to medical. That that Nancy bitch hung up on me. She won't connect me to medical to let them know what to prepare for. Can you get to medical and get somebody so I can talk to them? As I'm, I'm this kid could die. What's going on over there? Absolutely, that sounds horrible. Uh, hurry up. I'll, I'll meet you at medical. Aren't you close to medical? What are you doing right now? Yeah, I'm close. I'm going to head over there. When I need you guys to get back here, we found a surprise that you're going to love. I imagine I hear the sounds of cooking in the background. You hear sizzling. There's there's sizzling on a grill right now. You can hear the methodical chop of a knife against a cutting board as, as tomatoes are being sliced. Rico. I'm going to MedBay. I hope to see you there. Also, I don't know if you guys have noticed in the kitchen, there's nobody out. There's nobody around. There isn't a single soul here. I haven't run across a single person to help me right now. There is nobody walking around. What is going on? I think it has something to do with this surprise. So they're all kind of holed up. I think it was supposed to be a surprise from us as well. We'll discuss it more when we see each other. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest here before I hang up talking to you here. Um, I feel you're prioritizing this prize over this uh, person right now. Uh, so I'm going to let you think about that. Click. Hang up. <laughs> wow. Click. <laughs> You're now no longer allowed to complain about Nancy hanging up on people because you just did. <laughs> I just did it. Yeah, absolutely. I just did Full it. Hypocrisy. This was this was my bestie, and they just totally didn't care. They totally care. I'm gonna about the burger. There. I swear, I'm gonna. <laughs> no, I care about the dying child. Of but course. the burger. The burger is really important. <laughs> right. It's a great surprise. You're gonna love it. Trust me. <laughs> Any, anybody who has listened to a game that I have run that has not been this alien campaign until now will know that I will automatically award like anything you want if you know you're dealing with food because food is the universal currency for bribery and it works it just works so well okay that was my side uh Krissa, you have got a little bit of a walk to get him over there uh, let's see here. Mm-hmm. Um, Am I currently being hunted? You you are not. Okay. That you know of. Uh, if you could give me <laughs> uh, another observation roll. Uh-oh. Perfect. Okay. So you will note that where there should be, again, like 
even like a flat cart or a bicycle or something, or, you know, these are, this is an agricultural outpost, right? There are fields, there should be tractors out. Not even the tractors are out. Um, you don't, you don't see them in the fields actually doing stuff. So you don't have a vehicle nearby to help you take this lad to medical. So you're going to have to sack carry this guy. Yeah, like fire fireman carry. Yeah. yeah. All right. Is that a stamina roll? Uh, you know, I don't think we've ever rolled stamina, and I'm kind I of excited. So. I know. Let's roll stamina. <laughs> Let's roll stamina so I can fail it horribly. Check that off the bucket list. Boom! Look at yeah. that. <laughs> uh, Power so lifter. Apparently, this kid so weighs strong. less than like your maintenance jack. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know that is that is one thing that you will find because that is something that we discussed is that when you are um, you huck this kid over one shoulder has almost no weight to it you're fine and as you're turning away from this fridge and going to step out of the field you catch the sight of something stuck in the ground. Mm. What is it? Uh, it looks like a large mechanics wrench. This looks like something that would have been used to, um, you know, break break nuts loose on big tractor wheels. It looks like something a maintenance guy would use. It also looks blackened, and it's not warped because it's just that strong steel, but it does feel warm to the touch, like it has come a long way. I can pick it up? Yes. Okay, so looking, I have to leave my cutting torch at the fridge because I'm carrying this kit. I can't carry it all. But you know what? Looking around this very ghost towny looking place, I'm going to grab that wrench out of the ground and carry it. I think with the five successes on stamina, I can carry it and the kid. Yes, I have faith. Okay. In fact, I'm HR Geiger counter. Yes, you can absolutely do that. I don't need <laughs> faith. I have, I have the certainty of the story behind me. I'm supposed to have faith in you. You're supposed to know. Okay. Right. And I do know. I do know with five successes. You have uh, the maintenance check in your possession, which I believe you already have the stats for. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you have the kid. So you're going to make that that hook. You are not going to gain any stress through tiredness. It is going to take you probably two or three turns. Okay. Call it probably about 15 minutes to get over there. Okay. So while you're doing that, mm-hmm. we're going to go to Ray Bonds who is stepping out of the alley, his contraband in his backpack. Oh, these Cape Town racetrack five miles long, doo-dah, doo-dah, illicit goods for money, for the doo-dah day, gonna buy some plonk, gonna get quite fucked up, da-da-da-da-da-da. He's happily going down the street back to his, uh, his point. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the ditty of Camp Town Lady that has been artfully redesigned by a space Australian. Uh, it bounces off of the metal walls of these prefabricated buildings. And it almost seems like, you know, as it, it doesn't echo far. It just gets swallowed up in silence. Like there's not even like a forlorn wind that's whistling down the streets. It's just, you know, you're singing and it's just, disappears it's gone seems very lonely his case is quite pierce aren't they i would have got to harmonize with myself true but 
that's fine. You've got what you came here for. Always come back to the bar later. Everything's ready to go. There's been some uh, chatter on the on the shortwave bands that uh, the rest of the team uses. Very clearly, there is a surprise at administration. And it seems that's where everybody is going, but either that or to medical, which means you can get to the ship without a problem. Indeed, indeed. I think we'll check in real quick. Uh, real quick. Uh... Uh, anybody on the horn? Any uh, hints on that surprise? Make it a festive game. Was there sufficient supplies for burger making for everybody? I am going to say no. I will say that there was enough of one ingredient or another to make four burgers. I will gladly share mine, though. This is a this is a morale thing for us, and you know my my crew. They really need it. It's true, they do. This is a huge morale boost. And you know, if, if Chris is just so mad about everything, then you know maybe Chris doesn't need a burger. That's not an argument we're having today. Everyone gets to have some real meat. Oh, the the radio is crackling with the. Uh, dulcet tones of a space Australian asking what's going on. Look over to Gibbs. Uh, did Cox leave yet? Or Yes, I would have left to help my friend as soon as she hung up on me. Okay, so Cox is on the way to the the, the medical bay and it's Gibbs and McDonald that are alone in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, no, I, I guess I'll answer. I look over, I see Gibbs is flipping burgers and got things well in hand. Um, yeah, we're we're working on a, a thing here. We're in the galley at, uh, you know, just general directions to where we are in the other, in the other station. Sunshine, bleh, sunshine Station. Words are very difficult, y'all. Words are indeed very difficult. I'll just let him know where we are and what's what's the dilly. All right, well, I guess I'll be surprised when we get there. <laughs> How's everybody's business wrapping up? Anything interesting out there? There was something about a person in a refrigerator. Cox just had a, headed over to medical. He was alive? I don't know. The, the <sighs> details were very short and not detailed. I guess if you'd pull through, it'd be quite cool, wouldn't it? Good, eh? Look over to Gibbs. What did he say? Hmm. You're <laughs> <sighs> about as quiet as this town today, I gotta say. Can't hear nothing. You know, now what? that you mention it, we haven't ran into anybody else either. Ah. <sighs> uh, Dispatch we saw, but that's all. Uh, Did we actually see them, or? Yeah, I saw her. Okay. And uh, she was saying that uh, everyone's like at home. Uh, There's the map on the board or whatever. And uh, yeah, everyone's kind of just at home. That's strange. Yeah. Anyway, y'all, y'all are all over at the. Excuse me. You all over at uh, medical and administration, right? 
Uh, yeah, sort of. And I'll meet you back at the plane. Those places always have people want to tell me what to do or not do. Like, fly cool or stop drinking. I feel like one of those is more important than the other. <sighs> That's what they say. Anyway, meet you to the shuttle. It's got to, like... All right, uh, I doubt they would use 10-4 because that's, you know, super old, but the the affirmative is... Over and out. I, yeah, sure. I'll just give you an over and out and start plating up burgers, <laughs> laying out the buns and the freshly chopped veggies and stuff. And uh, on the way back to the plane, uh, Space Australian uh, Raymond will just keep singing various ditties. And uh, he's just swinging his arms and, you know, walk, you know, walking on his heels and just very self-satisfied. All right. Uh, so you're going to have no problem getting back to your transport. And as you get there, you will see that it is all buttoned up. And it has been left largely like you left it. <sighs> just like I left it. Yep. <laughs> It'll, uh, it'll open up a uh, a hatch doorway ramp or, you know. No, he <laughs> will not. No, he will not? No, What's he wrong? will not. You, <laughs> and it comes back with access denied, and it will throw a code 0313. Uh, you know, just when I'm over there apologizing to these people, they don't fix my plane. They make it go up, and that won't open up. I guess I want to do one thing at a time. Well, I guess uh, he'll try to repair it. He'll feel. Uh, are there any tools, access ports? Well, there terminals? are. No, if it's not, it's not. There are access ports and terminals, yes, but all of the tools are curiously gone. And we're, we're at like a hangar or otherwise, or a, a, um, like a landing. Like a landing pad, yeah. Is there like a shed or other place where a tool might be, or is it hand wave? We've checked them, they're gone. There is a shed where tools would be, as I recall, Dave McDonald went through all of it. I'm efficient. What can I say? He's efficient. He has taken the very tools you need. Although you do have, uh, you did take your personal data pad with you, did you not? I believe so. I can't remember if I took that pistol with me or not. It's the one thing, like the one item that I'm thinking may be relevant and I don't know if I have on me. So. I don't believe you took the pistol with you. I no. don't think I did either. So that all right. Just for I don't know why you would need these tools to get in there. I have the keys. It's fine. Right. But that's it's, the what's the weather like out here? Is it hot? Is it dry? It's, is it fine? it's dry. It's sunny. There's nary a cloud in the sky. And it is a little hot, yes. <sighs> nobody tell me they locked the plane. Didn't have any way to get back in. Hello? Marco? Seems that the folks that you came here with are preoccupied doing something else. <sighs> is there in uh, any ex? Let me think. Is uh, is there any external hatch on this ship, or no? Would it also be locked? Um, you know your your vehicle inside and out. You know where the access hatches are. And you know that all of them are interlocked, and all of them are still showing uh, error code zero three one three. Can I? I'm going to inspect this canister that I have to okay. see if it's like 
Because I'm considering opening it. Like, is it pressure sealed? Is it screen refrigerated or some other type of thing? Uh, okay, so uh, give me an observation roll, and I'll le- that will let me know the level of detail to give you. Okay, haven't got any hits on anything so far, so let's see how we do. Right? Hey, hey, there we go. <laughs> see, you can't say that anymore. That's how you, that's, you gotta re- you gotta like unjinx it. Right, right. Okay, so you you take this thing out of your pack. So this. This canister is, uh, it's got a dull shine to it. Uh, it's a dull me- uh, metallic uh, composition. It has like, they're not exactly like intricate carvings. It's almost like it was like li- uh, like light laser cut um, kind of designs into it. Um, a lot of like geometric shapes on it. Um, not in a configuration that you're used to. There's a very thin uh, line that you can see where the the top would split from the bottom. The canister itself is tapered, so it's larger at the top, smaller at the bottom, almost kind of like an urn. And you've been carrying it for a while. It is kind of heavy for its size, which means that it's probably kind of dense. And with two successes, you can also see that um, it will the 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 cap will twist off it's kind of like it's tapered that way um or threaded that way although it is not righty tighty lefty loosey it is the other way around so in order to loosen it you would have to turn it clockwise instead of counterclockwise so as an australian it turns in the natural direction for him right it (laughs) turns it turns in australian (laughs) well played man um something else you'll note is that um, the actual metal itself is not really any type you've seen before. Like um, something about like the the tactile feel of it. It has um, kind of a it has a texture to it that you've never felt. Like it's like almost like sandpaper. Like it's it's very easy to grip. It's not smooth. It's not easy to drop. It's not a it's not a quality you expect a metal object to have. What do I know about the person who told me to pick this up? So the the person who told you to pick this up, um, generally it's treated as like a dead drop. So um, you will get like a message on uh, on an encrypted you know you'll get an encrypted mail, and it'll say here's your pickup, here's your drop off. And when they expect it to be available, and when they expect it to be gone, and uh, because of that, you don't really know who it is. Like you've never seen a face, you never heard a voice. It's just here's the message. You do the thing, and then money appears in your account. <sighs> and of that, and I'll go off of the observation. When you get the money in the account. It is always as like an untaxed bonus on your paycheck. Oh, so it's always folded in there. So this is like somebody with access to the payroll banking part of shit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, buddy, somebody with access. <sighs> All right. Well, yeah, I don't feel the need to piss these people off today. We're, we're gonna take this thing and uh, stash it in ye old shed. Under tribe cloth, tarp, contractor's paper, a coat, whatever, whatever we can. 
<laughs> All right. So there is a there's like a milk crate because uh, maintenance sheds the universe over all have milk crates. And there's three crates stacked on top of each other. You can turn one over, plop it in there and cover it with a pair of overalls. Just fold it over and boom, it's concealed. Cool. We'll do that. We'll just stash it in there. This thing's heavy. No need to keep carrying it around. Right. And uh, can I ask who was over at the administration building and who was over at the medical building? Or were they sent the same building and like they're two doors down from each other kind of thing? Okay. So the administration building and the medical building are two separate buildings. They're about five minutes away from one another. Uh, you know that Krissa is going to the medical building because that is what she said over the shortwave. Um, you know that Rico is heading over there because that's what she said over the shortwave. And you know that Dave is at administration because that's what he said. And you're not sure where Gibbs is. Because I don't think Gibbs actually, I, unless Gibbs said first off that he was going to administration. That was his last known location. Real Sergeant Gibbs didn't say anything from what I recall. Uh, well, no, when he left the plane, he said he was going to administration. Right. With, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so with, yeah, with Rico. Rico. Right. So that was, that was last known location. Because Gibbs hasn't said anything over the radio since. <sighs> All right, let me get back on the horn here. Over and back in, going to the uh, old medical ward over there. Check it out as I'm locked out me plane. And he'll walk his uh, happy ass, less jovially, towards the medical wing. Because, you know, interesting things are happening there, and there's a complete dearth of those things here at the otherwise abandoned shuttle port. All right. So there's some interesting things that we brewing over there. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll head over there. Uh, just let me know when I am like there in this. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so we're gonna cut back to Krissa, who is now arriving at the medical bay, and it is a prefab building like any other. It does have a basically a helipad that is very close to uh, a set of doors that head in. It's got multiple entrances because it's a hospital. They have to have those. It is a two-story prefab building. The uh, windows are currently shuttered. They have like storm shutters that slide over. The storm shutters are up. And there, um, you find that there are a couple of vehicles here, Chris. They are parked close to the, to the walls of the building like they're trying to park them out of the sun and into the shade but it's like the somebody parked them unusually close but again no people no people and you said the shutters you said the shutters are up so meaning they're closed windows, they're closed okay yeah all right so it's looks like it's sealed off it looks like it's sealed off yes all right. closest door just go into it and start kicking okay so you head towards the closest door and you give it a swift kick, and it slams right open. Okay, go inside and just start shouting, I need help over here, and hopefully somebody is going to come running to assist me. Okay, so I'm not going to ask for an observation just yet, but as you walk in, you you walk in through the, the front building, uh, the front door, excuse me, and you find the the foyer, the waiting room. This is this is admission. This is where people come in. 
and you will see that it is well lit and that nobody is here. Uh, you smell, uh, yeah, you smell gunpowder. You don't see anything that is like, you don't see any damage on the walls. Um, you do see on the floor, there's a couple of scuffs that are, or gouges that are run into that metal floor. And you will see that uh, in the corner where you would expect to see a surveillance camera for like security, mm-hmm. it is hanging loose in its mount as if it got hit by something. And it's just, there's, there's not even any sparks with it anymore. It's been like that for a little bit. Um, and as you call for help, you don't hear anything except the sound of your own voice. And I guess I hear, I'm going to fucking kill that bitch, Nancy. Uh, find another doorway to try to get in. I want to set the kid down on something and at least, you know, lay him down and then I can go find sure. someone. So you've got, um, because this is admissions, you've got, you know, the desks there um, for, for people being admitted. That's where the, the assistants would sit to take and do intake of information. You've got the chairs for the waiting room. There are long benches across uh, along the wall also for, for people sitting and waiting. Uh, there are doors that are leading to a set of bathrooms and further into the, into the, the medical bay where you would expect to see uh, triage, you would see emergency, you would see the operating theaters further down that hallway. Is that door able to be opened? Yes. Uh, Opening that door and moving down uh, just to try to find some room with a gurney to lay the kid down on. Okay, so you enter a hallway. The, uh, the, The first left of this hallway as triage there are hospital beds there. There is gurneys. There are gurneys there. Mm-hmm. And as you step in and look here, again, it's well lit. Um, there is no smell of gunpowder, but go ahead and give me an observation roll, and we'll see what you do find. Okay, so there's there, there's a weird smell. Um, it's not it's not mineral, but it is kind of metallic. Um, and, uh, you're noticing that there is, um, it looks like somebody like tripped or something here because there's, um, a, uh, kind of like a, a cabinet. Yeah. A cabinet that, that usually carries like metal school supplies and stuff has fallen over on its side. The door is, is busted open and stuff is kind of spilling out. And it looks like one of those things might have been some kind of um, like somebody somebody put like acid from like the the chemical research station in like the wrong storage thing because there's like a couple like pock marks in the floor like something is has eaten through like some kind of acid and there's of course broken glass and shit everywhere around that um, around that whole cabinet so you're not sure what happened there but something obviously happened there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to lay the kid down on the nearest gurney. Um, the wrench still in my hand. I am going to like run around trying to find a person. I'm going to search every room. I'm going to be shouting, hello, hello, anybody here? Just 
searching this building. So as you are, and you're leaving the kid on the gurney and triage. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, you're running into the surgical theater. Um, you don't see anybody there. It looks like um, it looks like like they were prepping to do surgery on somebody and then got called away at the last minute because the tables are there. The surgical tools are laid out. Um, there's clean linens. Uh, the the operating table itself has clean, fresh paper on it, like they're ready to go. And uh, the the monitors are showing um, that they were in the midst of any, like, entering information. Like there's a there's a wrist tag that you know colonists wear their their ID tag. There's one that's sitting on uh, on the computer at the scanner, and the scanner hasn't actually scanned it yet. It's like they were about to put it down and something happened and everybody ran out. Um, so that's what the surgery uh, theater looks like. Once you get to the staircase, uh, the staircases and the elevators that lead to the second floor, that's when you encounter locked doors. So uh, you reach the staircase door, the door is locked. Um it is one of those. It's a heavy steel door because it's a fire door. It's got the the tempered glass like arrow slit window in it. Mm-hmm. And when you look beyond it, all you can see is darkness. And the door will not open. Mm-hmm. Um, and the elevators themselves, they are the, the doors are closed. And you try and hit the button, and the button lights up, but nothing is happening. And then after a while, the button clicks back off. Okay. Um, check on the kid. Run back. Check on the kid. The kid is still unconscious. He is uh, unchanged from when you left him. Okay, but he's there. He's still breathing. Right. right. Uh, running back out of the building. Rico said he'd meet me here. Running back out of the building, looking around to see if anybody that came with me is actually going to do anything to assist rico at this point is arriving on scene as you run outside rico is making uh making her way up to the entrance that you just exited from i'm sorry what what is rico i keep saying he and you said she and i'm not quite sure i like it better like that fluid? actually fluid all right rico, yeah fluid. all right got it i'm okay with no. that i'm and rico's cool. the synthetic what I'm 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 getting fucking with you. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna have to hit I, a Rico now. No, okay. Right? Uh, no. I, you you have my promise. There are, there are no synthetics in uh-huh. in the party this time. In the party, okay. That's just what somebody who's hiding a synthetic in the who's party would say. Who's hiding a synthetic in the party would say. I know. I, you can't believe him. Um. You you trust me? I'm HR Geiger counter. Uh, run up to Rico and uh, all right, all right, the the kids. He's on a gurney. There's nobody here. There's nobody here, Rico. That doesn't make sense. There has to be staff here at all times. It's it's a rule. Well, no one's here. The place is a mess. There's stuff turned over. Uh, camera hanging off the wall. There's no one here. Uh, this kid needs uh, something. I, I mean, an IV, uh, painkillers. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not a doctor. What? Can you do something medical-wise? Do you have any kind of skills? 
No, I didn't. I didn't focus on that. Uh, my training took me elsewhere. Let's there. Did you try to call? Did you look at any? I called that Nancy. She hung up on me. She said, oh, I'm telling them. And I said, no, connect me so I can tell them. And she's like, hold on. And then she hung up on me. She didn't connect me to anybody. She keeps saying there's people here and there's no one here. She's a lying bitch. When I find her, I'm going to hit her with this. And I'm going to point it to my big old wrench. All right. Well, let's just go back. Let's let's assess the situation. I believe you. I 100% believe you. But it it just it can't, it doesn't make sense. So I'm walking in towards the building to kind of get my own idea of what the hell is happening here. I'll follow. Oh. I'll follow. So Rico, as you walk into the admitting area, uh, it is much like I have already told uh, Krissa. There is the smell of gunpowder. There are gouges in the floor. The security cam has been knocked out. You don't see any damage to the walls. Everything is well lit, kind of clean. Uh, the triage area does have damage to it. There's a strange metallic smell in the air. Um, the the supply cabinet has fallen over. Shit spilling out anywhere, everywhere, and there's some kind of like chemical burn or something on the metal floor. Um, if you want to give me an observation roll, I can give you more details. Okay. Um, there is also in the triage area um it's not what there is but what there isn't aside from people any of the medical supplies that you would expect for um like cuts so like bandages sutures um that cool fucking glue they use to glue stuff shut like all of that stuff is gone um what's left is there's some you know, basic pain pills. There's the no-dose caffeine pills, um, saline bags, you know, uh, all the shit to, like, maintain somebody's health while they're being worked on is here. But, like, emergency first aid stuff, all of that's gone. Well, we wouldn't really know how to use it anyway besides slapping a, ba- a Band-Aid on. <laughs> right. And they took all the Band-Aids. Okay. Is there... Would there be a in building camera camera monitoring system or does all that go back to um the main office building there is so you know as company officer or an officer of the company excuse me the hospital will have a um a a security monitoring system it will also beam that back to central administration because that's where mother is and mother of course is the Wayland yutani mainframe that handles a lot of the background duties of any ship or colony. It is basically what what stays awake while everybody else is asleep or otherwise just doing all the shit so everybody else can focus on what they're supposed to be doing. So it takes that data and it will beam the occasional report to Wayland yutani at landing and it will store it in the archives for archiving purposes. All right. So before, since it took me a while to walk over here, I assume it'll take at least that long to get back. And this poor child can't stay here. He he needs help. Uh, I I want to call the bitch face again. I mean, I know she exists. She's a real life person. I know where she was earlier. So 
this is just unacceptable and she knows better. So you ring up Nancy and you don't get any anyone. Nobody's picking up. At least dispatch isn't picking up. Well, Krista, I think you're right. Something is seriously, seriously wrong here. The, this, this should never be allowed to happen. You know that. There should always be people here in case of an emergency. And now we can't even get Nancy to – she's back in the main building. We need to go and check on Mother. Maybe there's something in the, in the video archives. All right, all right. You go check that out. I gotta run back out. I left all my equipment out in that field. I gotta go get that. I'm gonna come back and then stay with the kid. Uh, you, you where are they? Where is everybody? Where are they? If they, uh, they're not here, point, where are they? Uh, Ray, you are showing up at the medical building at this point. Okay, so and Chris is on the has not has she left? Chris is still there. Rico is still there. Chris has not yet left. Okay, yeah, and he's seeing all the. Uh, I'm guessing similar signs, and you know, we'll find them. Uh, so uh, you know, what's the uh, what's the story out here? All the people gone. I was like, burnt. I don't know, burnt air. I think that's gunpowder in the air. There's no one here. What? What should we? We there's this child that Chrissa found. Wait, have you been to this whole place? Found nobody? Chrissa, you said you searched the whole building. Well, the doors to the upstairs are locked. But I, once I get my torch, I can cut through that. We can get up there. But why aren't they answering when I bang on the doors? Why, why wouldn't somebody come down and... Like, if everybody in Sunshine is up on the second floor of this building, how? I don't think it's enough space to hold everyone. I'm thinking the only person I've seen is uh, one guy downtown. He's passed out. Passed out? Like, what do you mean, passed out? Like, on the street, passed out? I know. He was sitting up. Where? Out, you know. Where? Did should brought him here. I don't want to stop the guy. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know he might have some, inform- some information. I mean, what? Look. It's a bit dead around here, I admit. Okay. Okay. He's kind of freaking out. Like, listen, listen, listen. Um, all right. We should all get together. Where, where's your torch? Out in the field. I'm, I was just, <sighs> I was leaving to go get it. I'll go get it and meet you guys back here. But you should get that guy that's passed out and bring him here. Because, I mean, if, no, if he's the only one we found, maybe he knows what happened. We just got to wake him up. I'm going to march over across an empty town to get one passed out bloke. They have been keeping a pretty substantial secret from us. Um, they, I definitely had a shipment delivered of real beef burgers. So it just seems I was really thinking that everyone was just kind of holed up eating their burgers somewhere. And admin has nothing to say. Fucking corpus. <sighs> You thought everybody, this place turned into a ghost town because they're somewhere hiding, eating burgers? That was his working theory? Absolutely. They were 
they were attempting to hide this from us specifically. And the fact that we showed up here earlier than expected, I just kind of assumed that they were all doing a hide once we figured out exactly what the fuck was going on around here. By the way, there are burgers for both of you being cooked right now by Mr. Gibbs. Okay, and where is he? In the kitchen in the main building. Okay, does he know about the situation? Has he seen anyone? Um, we we did see. What are we calling her now, bitch face? We did see bitch face earlier. You literally saw Nancy, like hmm. face in the flesh. Yep, you saw her in the flesh. And uh, she won't. And now she won't answer us. All right, so I think Wonders. we need to go get her and bring her back here, and you need to go get the guy that you found passed out and bring him back. I'm, t- I'm not going to get that. Look, I'll go get Dan. I- I'll go get this Nancy character, the Sheila, but I'm not going across all well, the way. we don't know where the guy is that, that's passed out. Why would you leave him? We don't know what's going on. Why would you Why just would leave I pick him? up a random... You know, don't, don't act so snarl. You just figured this shit out a moment ago. This A moment ago, and... You know... You mean, you mean, you mean a bit snooty? Just, just putting out there. Snooty. Miss Snooty. It's a fucking ghost town. I found a kid in a refrigerator in a field, and I come back here, and nobody's around. You disappeared. The other three are out there having lunch. I'm sorry if I'm a little on edge. Well, yeah, you're one step ahead. Of you. You're looking at us like we're a bunch of assholes. So, look, let's go find Nancy. Okay. Yeah, there's no like Rico. I'm gonna go get my equipment. You deal with him, and she just storms <sighs> off. Great. Fucking teamwork that is. It's yes, this is not exactly the best team building exercise that we've done. Uh, Raymond, would you like to stay here with the child or would you like to go with me and retrieve this poor man? Make sure at the very least he's okay. Oh with all due respect, fuck that guy. We don't know who he I say we go we go find Nancy. Or we stay here. Wait for Chris to get back. We're always concerned for the world's passed out restaurant diners. I have no clue. Well, we can't just leave him here. You know? Hell yes, we can. It's horrible. That's the great thing about planes. You sort of fly away from your problems. The only reason, the only problem now is I'm locked out of a plane. Well, do you, do you have any medical knowledge? Can you help this child? Medical knowledge? <laughs> <sighs> Everything I know about medicine, you can read on the back of a Jack Daniels bottle. He's not pregnant, is he? Don't drink it. Don't think he's pregnant. I well, I think I got that. I hate that this is a system where that's a viable question to answer. Listen, here here are your options. Stay with the kid or go get the guy. At, at the very least, check on him and report back. Okay, I would like if he is passed out i would love him to be in this building uh that when we find someone maybe he can be taken care of we can't just leave the man and what are you gonna do when, I, when i'm out checking across the city stay here with the child wondrous wondrous right. how far away do i know is that place from here that diner you know, Tequila Sunrise is probably only about seven and a half minutes away at a brisk walk. All right. It's not that we far go away. Check on that. I'm going to go check on that bloke. 
See if he's got any answers. And I'm coming right back here. If I'm not gone, I'm not if, if you don't hear from me, for a solid spare 20 minutes, come fucking coming and fuck this bloke who's, you fished out of a refrigerator. You know I have a swath spot in my heart for kids, okay? Would you like to take a wheelchair or something with you so that you can more easily get the man back here? That's a good idea. Fair enough. And check in immediately. You know how to see if the guy's breathing or not, right? I think I might be able to figure it out. Okay, just report back. And please, take care, Ray. You too, I guess. Fuck. And he'll grab a wheelchair and roll it on down across the empty and otherwise completely safe town. All right. All right, so we're hitting mid-afternoon. This is good. Uh, let's go to Dave and Gibbs. The mm. preparations are complete. The food is done cooking, and you have a pair of gorgeous-looking hamburgers in front of you. A pair? There are others, but these are the ones that are on your plates. Oh, yes. Well, in that case, gently tuck in napkin into the collar of shirt sit there for a moment fork in one hand knife in the other look at gives like the fuck am i doing throw them to the side and just giant like unhealthy bite mm. bon appetit yeah, bon appetit and gives will take a giant bite out of his it is easily the best meal you've eaten in all of the years that you have been on this planet all of the years that you have been traveling. Uh, if you were born on Earth, you might have experienced this. But if you weren't, this is, it's Nirvana. It is, it is perfect. It is a functionally perfect meal. Uh, Gibbs, I believe that was your... Um, it, is. it is. So, go ahead and mark down a story point. Might need that later. Burger story points. Hey, you know what? Take them where you can get them. My, my sheet has three story points? Yeah, it's the, the max you can have, I think. No, I have three ticked now. Oh, well. Uh, I guess you're just unstoppable then. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so as Gibbs finishes his last bite, he'll just sit back. Ugh. You know, now I can die a happy man. Uh, I, I let you have that because I was thinking about it. Unbutton the top button on my pants. Just, oh, yeah, that's, you know what I need now is a beer. You know, there is probably beer somewhere in the administration building. There wasn't any in the fridge. Of course not. That's where they've, you know what? I got an idea. Is there a uh, computer panel I can access in here? Yes. As a matter of fact, there is. I would love to do just a check and see where all of the um, the residents of this station are with their little uh, locator beacons. Ooh, okay. Give me a ComTech roll. I'll, I'll push that. Okay. Go ahead and add one stress. And, ooh, add one uh, more stress. And let's see... Gonna pull up my handy dandy table. 
And I need you to roll... 1d6 plus 2? Yeah, 1d6 plus 2. 5. Not a problem. Yeah, I just don't want to get caught doing this. That's that's what's stressing me out here. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're stressing out because you, you might, you know, lose a good thing that you've got going on here. And you, uh, you, 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 you know, hack it in, you do what you do, what you do. And it comes back with this map of the, of the complex. And you will see five, uh, five dots that are of a blue color. And you know that that is your color because, uh, the, the um, outpost itself is green. And you know there's about 100 people at this outpost. It's fairly sizable. So you see a number of yellow dots. You see two yellow dots in this building. You see there are about a dozen yellow dots in the medical center. And you see a smattering of dots of threes and fours in many of the smaller house buildings around the uh, around the whole outpost. And all of them are, with the exception of yours, all of them are staying um, static. They're staying still. There is also one at the medical center that is red. And that's from uh, the boy the in the fridge. Okay. So to make sure that that was not one of my people that suddenly was uh, dying. So I, on a on a technological level, how accurate are these GPS pings? Are they the kind of thing where, like, if I'm moving around a room, it'll respond, or if it's like building, like, because the idea of all these people standing static still in the middle of the afternoon is really strange. But if sure. there's little, uh if there's little variations from them, you know, moving here and there in their domiciles, that's different. Okay. So you know that with this system, um, you would be able to detect movement. For example, um, you're seeing that like one of the dots uh, or two of the dots are moving away from the medical center. One is heading out towards where it looks like the fields. One is moving it slightly slower, and they're heading towards um, what you know to be a bar in the center of town. Um, yours is static. Gibbs is static because you're at the table. And you'll see that the two of the two dots in the administration building, one of those is static, and one of those is moving around that other dot like they're in a room. And you can see like the outline to the rooms on the map as you scroll in. And they do have that kind of um, because you're in like the surveillance apparatus of the outpost, you're able to get that kind of fine detail. Cool. Um, if I were the kind of asshole that would specifically not honor certain restock requests for some outposts and not others, uh, I would definitely have some kind of booze in a desk drawer. Correct. So, how many people are in whatever desk drawer that that desk would be in? Repeat that. So, 
whoever's office that is, is that mm-hmm. Carl Jr.'s? Yes, that is Carl Jr.'s office. Okay. How many people are in his office on this ping? Two. Okay. And do I have the information on who those people are? Uh, you can pull that up, yes. Cool. I would like to, to know who those people are. Nancy and Carl Jr. Yeah, so I'll just kind of call over to Gibbs and be like, there's... Uh, Nancy and Carl are both in their in Carl's office, so I was thinking that he would have something in his office like desk that would be, you know, good to just absolutely finish this off. But uh Look, I appreciate the idea, but um we're still on duty. One drink's not gonna kill you, but alright. Look, this is a burger. Of real meat, I'm willing to make some bending of the rules for this, but alcohol is a little too far. All right, all right, all right. Uh, it looks like they left that civilian, the all of that radio chatter about that injured guy. Yeah, yeah. There's clearly something happening. I just wanted a burger and not to, you know, deal with actual issues for a minute. Oh no. yeah, we should take a look. Uh, head over to the medical. Uh, yeah, there's something clearly wrong here, just from what I've gathered. But uh, yeah, no, there's, there's something up. Yeah, uh, your data pad there says there's no one moving. Everyone's stuck in their homes. <sighs> My first thought is food poisoning from this meat. That's a sacrifice I'm willing to take. That was It'll delicious. be worth it. Yeah, yeah. Given the amount of time we spend on the toilet with, with what we usually have. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, medical, and then. All right. Yeah, medical. I guess. Uh, medical. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go back to the kitchen, wrap up those burgers that we have ready, and uh, bring them over to the guys at medical. Well, they're not there. They're and then. I'll make mention of where our uh, our coworkers from Backwater have gone to. Yeah. All right. Well, well, let's just wrap up the burgers and bring them with us anyway. Yeah. Of course. As much as I think I could eat another one, you know. Oh yeah, I could eat another one, but no, no, fair's fair. Fair's fair. I'll help them clean up not a complete monster oh he just throws stuff in the sink he doesn't clean up fully that's what oh yeah no that's like we're gonna leave cutting boards laying around and stuff for whatever all right and yeah uh is there like to-go paper yes here? okay yeah. good. there's there's to-go paper there's little to-go boxes yeah you're good all right good i will totally write uh what should i call it Rico's name on one and Chris's name on another and I'll put a little heart on Chris's. There you go. What about Ray? I mean, whatever. <laughs> Ray doesn't need a heart. But there's only two more burgers. Yeah, it didn't uh Ray's not getting one. No, uh Rico said that they were gonna split it. Oh, all right, okay. 
All right, that works. Uh, so you are going to head towards medical, both of you. You're yeah. going to head straight there after packing up to go. Yeah, we'll ignore the ongoing medical crisis in favor of making sure this delicious meal is properly stored. Yeah, we should probably okay. put it in the plane. Uh, if it's on the way. It would not be on the way. It would be going out of the way. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I got the keys. Nobody's getting in the plane anyway. Okay. Uh, do I have a pistol on me? I don't know. Mm, you should. I don't believe you left it behind. Okay. You're not Ray. <laughs> okay, so you are moving to medical. That's great. Let's go back to Krissa. And it is still unusually quiet, of course. All the doors are closed. All of the windows are shuttered. Um, you're able to get back out to the field without a problem. Okay. And one other thing that you will note is that you don't even hear the sound of wildlife. So like any of the uh, space prairie dogs or anything like that, you don't hear any of that. Like no insects, no birds, nothing. But your gear is still where you left it next to that fridge. Okay. Um, I think she's going to, like she's there. It's quiet. She's going to take a few deep breaths. She's going to, uh, pull the lighter out of her pocket and like start flicking it, you know, lighting it, making it go out, lighting it, making it go out, just kind of calm down a bit and think about it. Okay. Um, like what's wrong? What's going on? She's going to try to talk herself off the ledge. Like, this is fine. Rico's going to figure it out. Probably some test or drill that they're running. And we just don't know. They can't tell us who knows. It's fine. It's fine. I'll get my torch. I'll go back. I'll stop at the administration building. See if, you know, I could find this Nancy and maybe have a conversation with her. That's, I think, I think that's, that has to happen. That's what, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go find Nancy and talk to Nancy. Oh, talk to Nancy. All right. You can remove. Grabbing the torch and everything. Here we go. All right. Remove one stress because you have. Utilize your your ritualistic item, your personal item, mm-hmm. um, and you are going to head off to administration. Can you roll me a quick observation? Two successes on observation. So as you're turning to walk away, you hear in the fridge like something like metallic clink and like fall and hit the bottom. And then you hear something that almost sounds like crunching from inside the fridge. Uh, she's going to stop and listen to all of that. And she's going to slowly turn around and, and look at the hole that she cut. You have two successes on observation. Uh-huh. Um, you hear this, 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 this crunching sound and with two successes again on observation. You'll see just this flash of movement for just a second, like something's wagging its tail inside of the fridge, right? And that smell that you smelled in triage, that that metallicish smell, you smell it again, and it's coming from the fridge. 
and you hear a bit more like crunching and you see that that flash across the hole again like again something's wagging its tail but you're not hearing any of the usual things that you would hear of like a prairie dog or a regular dog or anything else mm-hmm. she's going to take the lighter out again and this time she's going to use it to light that cutting torch up she's going to slowly and quietly sneak up to that fridge Okay. And when that tail whips by again, she's going to try to hit it with the torch. Oh, fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> Give me a close. No, it's not going to be close combat. It's going to be heavy machinery. Give me a heavy machinery roll. Okay. And if anybody thought for one second, I would say, I'm going to walk up, put my face in that hole. You don't know me. Oh, no. Do you want to push that roll? Yes. Okay. Wait, is that Add... based off strength? Yes. So I have true grit. Okay. So I can push any skill based on it. I can do it two times. Okay. Okay. So um, if you're going to push the roll, add one stress and then re-roll everything. Stress. I know. I saw you get rid of the stress. Like, that was really cool. I should not do this. And I did it anyway. <laughs> okay. So you sneak up on this fridge and you're hearing the crunching and the clattering and you see that that thing whip across and you get that torch in there just in time and you that that metallic smell just increases in intensity and you you hear a hiss. You hear a couple of hisses. One, the hiss of flame against whatever this is. And the wagging stops and you hear this this metallic thump against the corner of the fridge as whatever was wagging apparently has been severed and cauterized. And then the other hiss comes from inside the fridge as you see teeny tiny claws, very small, like almost like the size of like an infant's hands but they're elongated metallic claws reach over like the edge of this hole and the face protruding from it isn't a face it's elongated it it looks like somebody grabbed a a skull and pulled back and just all of the flesh went to the back but it's not flesh it looks like chitin and it has human-like teeth, but it's so small. It's um, it, it it almost is like the size of a baby, and its its mouth is wet. It's just dripping saliva. But when the saliva hits the metal, it pits and it hisses, and you see the metal is melting. It it's it's melting it away. And this is very clearly something that you have never seen before. But seeing it explains suddenly so much. Take one more stress. And its mouth is going to open and it's going to hiss at you. And a second tinier mouth with more teeth is going to is going to protrude and it's going to open and it's going to hiss at you. And I need to look up some rules. I want to shove the, the torch in <laughs> faces. You're going to burn the fuck out of that thing. Yeah, burn the fuck out of this thing before it uh, uses its acid. It's saliva. 
Maybe. I don't know that. I mean, Krista doesn't know that. I know that, but Krista doesn't know that. That's 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 that. I do know that, and Krista knows that. That Nancy's good. Joop's killing somebody. <laughs> it's gotta be Nancy. For once, it's not a player character. <laughs> Kill an NPC. Away, God intended. I mean, there there is a there is a space Australian just sauntering across the city with a fucking wheelchair. I can kill yeah. you. <laughs> All this, we're fine. We're fine here. <laughs> What's that for? Okay. Um, because in okay, so I have to explain this for everybody listening who has not played Alien. In Alien, a xenomorph does not have an it, it doesn't exactly have an attack roll. It has a table that I roll and the the result of that roll dictates its action on its turn. And so it's always a D6. It's one of uh, essentially four things that it will do, depending on what type it is. Now, this is considered an imp because it's a little baby xenomorph. I have rolled a five on D6. And rolling a five means that this little critter that's missing its um, tool, missing its um, its its butt, its tail, um, <clears throat> it's going to leap at Chris's leg with its teeth out, and it is going to <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it is going to try to uh, slash at Chris's leg. So I'm now going to roll six base dice. And if this connects, things will happen. Okay, I have two successes. Did I write a combat table? Okay. This is the part that always takes forever. It's the mechanics. You could let us win. I could, but I'm not. We always win anyway, though. So, right by by we, I mean the the people listening are gonna are going to win. Need for combat, close combat. There we go. Okay, are you wearing armor? Why would I think I would need armor on? We were just coming over here to pick up some stuff. Uh, you were? Okay. Let's see here. I didn't think to put on armor. I just have, like, coveralls on. No standard issue, like, flak vest yeah. or anything? Well, I mean, it's hot. Why would I have that on? You know we don't follow proper policies and procedures out here in the middle of nowhere? I don't know. That sounds awfully irres- irresponsible. I don't know who would do that. So what is your armor uh, value right now? Where is the armor value? Let me see. Me at the bottom. Yeah, I don't think we had that anywhere. Like, I don't remember doing that, and I don't think I have anything. Uh, We said during the session zero or whatever, we'd have, like, um, an armory with, like, standard stuff oh my armor is at zero i don't have anything like it's just yeah yeah it's not like i prepared with riot gear for this okay no that's fine that's fine i mean if you wanted you just basic for clothing is one okay basic clothing is one that's fine um 
the next question I will ask is, do you want to block this attack? Yeah. Oh, okay. So then roll your uh, close combat. Okay, so you needed uh, two in order to negate the attack, so you have two extra. So there are some additional uh, additional things that you can get here. Um, you can perform a counterattack, which deals damage to the attacker equal to the damage rating of your weapon, which is three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can disarm your enemy. Um, and that's about it. But it has teeth, so... Huh. I mean, there's Knocks nothing to really out. disarm unless I try to knock its little little inside head off of its big head. I mean, if you want to, but you have two extra dice, so if you want to counterattack... I would counterattack. Okay. Then uh, it is going to roll three entire dice. Am I doing close combat or heavy machinery? You are doing neither. Uh-oh. Because you have already rolled oh, close okay. combat. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you had excess successes, okay. this means that your counterattack automatically hits. Oh, okay. So that is why it's going to do three um, three damage. So we're kill going it. to... Kill it? Yes. So <sighs> it's... So, okay. I'm not going to describe it. You're going to describe it. How does this thing die as it leaps for your leg, mouths hissing, and like little acidy bits dripping? Uh, uh, the uh, she uses the the she uses one forearm to kind of like deflect it and like pin it to the ground as it's coming at her, and then she takes the the torch and just drives it into its head, probably close to that second face. And just until the it just the torch, the flames are just setting it all on fire. Okay. Fabulous. Acid spraying everywhere, boiling. Fortunately, no. Okay. <laughs> um happily when you were using fire as you are using right now, fire does not cause the acid splash. Oh, fire good. Okay. Fire good. Fire good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So this the stink of burning metal and chitin fills your nose, and there's this wafts of acrid smoke as this thing's lying in the field, and it's kind of it's, there's no kind of about it. It's on fire. You've killed it. It is dead. It was it died screeching. And you see that the field is going to catch soon. Unless you do something about it, because um, fire spreads. Yeah, no, the soil, the the earth in the field. Is it possible to kind of like use yes. that to help snuff it out? Absolutely. And then uh, once she gets that put out and it looks safe, is there a place in which to grab the creature without her getting hurt? Like um, acid or drippy goo or. So. If you took off your coverall shirt, like, I mean, you could probably, like, pick it up by one of its its little baby claws mm-hmm. and, and, you know, carry it like a trust chicken. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Okay. So she's going to she's gonna find the best way to pick it up. She's going to pick it up. 
And she's going to stare at it. She's going to smile. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to go talk to Nancy. <laughs> and she is going to walk with that thing, and she's going to take it all the way to Nancy. All right. Uh, Ray, you have been trustling along with this wheelchair, and you see once again Tequila Sunrise, the bar at which you originally arrived at in order to do your illicit dealings. All right, well, let's go see if old Bug's working out. Maybe we'll have to build him back. All right. So you push the, the, the swinging doors open and you step right back into the into the bar. It's much the way you left it with the lazily spinning fan and nobody around. But there is one difference. The man who was on the bar out cold, whose beer you drank. The bottle has been pushed over. It's on the floor. And so is the man. He's on his back, lifeless eyes staring at the ceiling. And where his chest would be is a mass of flesh and a giant hole in terms of holes in one's chest, where it looks like something has exploded out of his breastbone. And uh, he's going to turn tail and and sprint fucking T2 style. (laughs) Back to the hospital. Add okay. one stress. He's going like, to try to like operate his, his comm link uh, or, or whatever the radio. <laughs> that bloke's chest exploded. He's got some kind of hole in him. Don't know if it. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I'm get the hell out of here. Meet me back at the shuttle. Bring the fucking keys or the blowtorch to let me in. All right. Everybody, you can hear that squawking on your communications line. The fuck? Yeah. He looks at McDonald. Hole, Donald's hole got the you? got the same confused look. Uh, Gibbs and McDonald are showing up to the medical center around this time. Uh, Gibbs goes on his uh, on the radio. Uh, Ray, can you repeat that hole in chest on in someone? Can, is that right? No. Is that a space Australian thing? It's not a what are you fucking idioms, you goddamn met like, Since you can't find a bloke, his fucking chest exploded. Okay? I don't want to find out what did it. I want to get the fuck out of here, go have some more Jack Daniels on a place that's less fucking creepy and empty. Uh, can you explain the wound? Does it look like a shotgun blast or like a small bullet wound or it looks like about? he swallowed a grenade and it went off and he fell over the bar. Somewhere between the first half and second half of his beer. So I kicked the tires like the fires. It's fucking go, you deaf. One other thing, Ray, that you will remember because you drank that man's beer and it was flat and shitty, right? You know for a fact that beer had to have been sitting there since last night. Look, I don't know what's fucking happened. Look, last day or something, right? And the whole place emptied out. Airplane, shuttle. Fucking some pep in your step. All right. 
Fantastic. I'm loving it. This is great. Uh, Rico, Dave, Gibbs, you are at the medical center. You have an unconscious boy. I'm at garbage at empathy things. Surprising nobody. So, uh, I don't know if you have any medical aid that you're any good at. Well, while they were gone, I looked around and tried to find any kind of medical stuff that I knew how to use. Like that little, the thing that you put your finger in or you put your arm sleeve in at like Walmart or Space Mart, whatever it is now, and just tried to screw with it. See if there was some kind of a pulse or how the kid was doing with my limited knowledge of anything medical. All right. Give me a medical aid roll. So with two successes, you were able to scrounge up enough diagnostic equipment to get the kid's vitals. Uh, pulse is steady. Uh, he's taken a significant blow to the head. Blood pressure's fine. Um, he just seems, you know, he's he's unconscious. He's sleeping it off because he took a, a, a rough tumble. He's probably pretty sore. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of bruising on him. Like he's been, you know, put into a, a washing machine and kicked off of a hill. Um, in terms of aid that he needs, probably just throw a cold compress on his head. And he would be all right. He'll, he'll wake up sooner or later, but probably just reducing the swelling on the noggin is, is the best the best avenue to take. Well, it's the only way at this point. It's right. the only knowledge I have. So I would say then that I would have wrapped him up and, you know, done the pat on his head, just kind of like waiting around. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the other two will push their way into the medical center. Uh, Cox, is that uh, the kid that was being talked about? It is. Um, I don't know if you have any more medical knowledge than I do, Gibbs, but he he seems okay. I found this and this and this, and I just hold up these three doctor-looking things. And it, it, I mean, I think it's normal. I mean, I'm not that great. If it's more than a Band-Aid or a, you know, a blister pack from a Tylenol or something, I can't do more than that. McDonald, what about you? The only thing I'm good at is is the opposite direction. Okay, so what I'm hearing is we need to sign up for um, first aid class. Somebody take make a note of that. Right. Uh, have you seen Chris around? Yeah, she went back to get the rest of her equipment. She she carried this boy all the way here. Uh, I can't believe that. But she went back out into the field? Yeah, she had to leave her torch and a few other things, apparently. McDonald makes a note that, hmm, that's awfully strange that uh, Krista was able to carry it a whole person so far so easily. Maybe she's a robot. Maybe she's a synthetic. Have you seen her eat a hamburger? No, you have not. You know what? That's a good point. Did Go ahead synthetics too? Did synthetics actually eat in alien? I don't remember. 
They do, but isn't it just like this weird, like baby food, like paste. RoboCop? Yeah, it's like a yeah. food thing. Yeah. As I recall, in the first Alien, uh, Nash said that he'd eaten before he woke everybody up because he was the first one up, but because he was also the secret android, that was probably bullshit. So that may be something they came up with later, but yeah, um, just RoboCop baby food Gerber. Cool. Yeah. No, I'm. Uh... Happy with my paranoia. All right. Sounds good. All right. I also do not make a note for first aid training. It's out there. We'll not not forget now. (laughs) It's in your PDA. Uh, Can we access Mother? Because the his transponder thing was flagging red in the system. Maybe Mother can figure something out. That is a possibility. You would have to go back to administration. Doesn't red just mean he's from a different base? Uh, that would be a clarification from our our counter of Geigers. Uh, that is something it could mean, yes. Well, given as he's laying here unconscious and uh, clearly injured, I will assume it's it's not that. But I, I will also point out that in the surgical theater, there is a system set up to get the patient information before surgery. And it does consist of a scanner that will uh, scan the wrist ID. Sweet. Let's just throw them in the auto dock. Yeah, perfect. I'm glad you guys were here. I mean, I'm surprised Chris didn't think of this. Well, she seems stressed. I mean, it's right over there. It's, like, in the same room. All right. Ray's freaking out. I'll go meet him at the the, the plane, try and calm him down. You guys deal with the, the kid here? Sure. Yeah, listen, I did send him out to bring that man back. Um, he had just left him there. He wasn't sure if he was alive or dead. So collect all the information that you possibly can, because this is really shady now. Yeah, things are getting really strange. Um, Gibbs is going to hop on the radio again. Uh, Chris, are you there? Uh, I think Chris's hands are literally full and figuratively full. I think she's not really hearing the radio. Not Raymond's or this call. Chris, I come in. You there? Yeah. Nope. Nothing. Silence. 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 All right. Um, hung up on you. So that going around. I know. <laughs> there's some. Um, so before he leaves, then he will tell the others. All right, I'm gonna go see Ray. Um, he's freaking out. He should. Should we give him the keys so he can get in? Like McDonald, you have the keys, right? Yeah, he'll fish in a pocket. And uh, toss you the keys. All right, Do somebody... not. Don't let him. He'll. He. He's panicked right now. He could possibly leave us. Don't allow that to happen. Or crash the plane. She's gonna have him worse. get um, all the pre-flight checks so that because it takes what like 10, 15 minutes for everything to get ready before we can actually go. Doesn't he Genius always idea? Doesn't he always brag about not needing pre-checks anyway? Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, he's an idiot. But anyway, yeah, but he's I'll have idiot. him. 
I'll have <laughs> I'll have him do uh, pre-flight checks to make sure everything's good to go, so that nothing bad happens if we need to go right away, just to calm his nerves. And then I'll I'll go look for uh, I'll just go on the edge, just take a quick peek for uh, Krissa. Uh, just sure. telling what you're doing, what I'm doing. All right. We'll let you. We'll we'll keep in touch. And if you're gonna go out of touch, make a comment before you go out of touch. Yeah, but if I leave the compound, I'll be sure to radio in. And uh, Gibbs is gonna start heading over to the plane at a light jog. Okay, light jog. Got it. And Rico and Dave, what are you guys doing? Auto dock. Auto dock. Okay. So you're going to sock this kid in there, close the door. And gently, of course. Gently, yes. Good point. And so uh, you close the door, the thing clicks on, and it starts doing the scanning and all the cool medical shit that they have in the distant space future. And I know it is. And this is going to be... Um, you see that the uh, kid's name is Donovan Johnson. And this states his uh, residence is landing the spaceport and corporate headquarters. And that he was assigned to a research station with his father, uh, company officer Jack Johnson. Uh, that were they were doing a last-minute setup to start a new agricultural outpost where there was a research station up in the Fertile Crescent. So that Jack Johnson guy was very, you know, handsome and intelligent. Right, handsome, intelligent, uh, loyal to a fault. To the company, of course. To the Can't company. trust those corpos. Right. Uh, and then the the diagnosis will come back with what you already know. He's got. Uh, plenty of interior bruising, ma magically no broken bones. Um, he's got a concussion. It's applying some uh, some compound to help reduce swelling, and it does not recommend surgery at this time. And uh, it does give you a estimated time of recovery and give him probably about an hour in the auto dock, and he'll be at least conscious and able to answer questions. Oh, there you go. Just motion to that to Rico. Like, there's, you know, that guy. Assuming that all corporate people know each other. Yeah. Do I know that guy? You do know that guy. He is not handsome. He is not smart. He is not loyal to a fault. He was kind of a jerk. But he was one of those guys that was getting fast-tracked on promotions to upper management because of how ruthless he was at getting stuff going. Like, he was an excellent administrator, but he was also petty and cruel. That doesn't sound like the guy I remember. <laughs> it was a year ago. <laughs> it's been a long year, okay? <laughs> I do need him. I do know him. Um, I, I just, I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah, you know that he was sent up to the Fertile Crescent to get uh, 
to get uh, the new outpost set up and that he was supposed to be flying back uh, today, actually, that uh, that group was supposed to be showing up at the uh, Fertile Crescent today to start that new outpost, but you haven't heard anything from them yet. Suspicious. Is there anywhere here that I can... Uh, maybe take a look at those logs that I gotten from Jerky McHangs up the phone on us, lady. Yes, you will be able to find a system that's able to review those logs at the security office on the first floor, which is one of the empty rooms. Um, the door, however, is locked. When has that ever stopped us before? Hulk smash. Yeah. Is there anything I can use to break it? Um. I am certain that there are heavy devices like fire extinguishers and stuff that that will let you try and bash the door open. So if you want to give me a heavy machinery roll, either one of you, um, you will get through unless it is a really bad failure. Um, But the number of successes will let you know how long it will take. Uh, with zero successes, uh, do you want to push that roll? Yeah, push it. Okay, add one stress, and we'll go ahead and push that roll. One success. It's going to take you uh, probably ten solid mi- minutes of bashing at this with a heavy bottom fire extinguisher before you're able to get through the door. So off the top of the the head here, uh, how much authorization does Rico have for... Uh, property damage. Authorization for property damage? Nobody has authorization for property damage except for upper management or the colonial marines. I was looking at like shooting out the lock because this is this is taking a minute. Um I mean the the way that you can look at it is in 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 space no one can hear you scream. What is the sound of one hand clapping? What is what is the legality of shooting a door nobody sees? Uh, you know what? You raised some very good and philosophical points. Um, I will also just try... Because I, I hacked in through the other door. This door can't be that much harder. So if I could just try to, I guess, comtech my way through it. Sure. Go ahead and try and comtech it. Hey successes on comtech all right so between the two of you you can knock that open in um in about two minutes so dave mcdonald slices in and he's able to get the lock disengaged but it only there's... took two minutes because somebody keeps banging on the door it's well, very see, distracting that, that's the problem is that you know you get the door unlocked and you're trying to push it open and it's still not like wanting to move and so with some good bashing you're finally able to get it open and once the door is pushed away you can see that there was a chair blocking that door that is now bent and damaged and in the room you have your security monitors the computer system um you see a there's there's somebody there on the floor laying on the floor uh on on their back and you see that his face is entirely covered. And it looks like there's like a 
almost like a rope wrapped around his throat. And this just like, it just looks like something's hugging his face. Like it's, it's got like six claws. It's reached around hitting the back of, of the head. Um, you can see that the, the steady rise and fall of the man's breathing, he is alive, but he's unresponsive. And on the computer terminal, you can see that there is a message that is starting to be typed out. And you can see that it was aimed towards Backwater Station. And the message was incomplete. And all you can see of that message is something's after us. Please, hell. Each of you can take one stress. Thanks. Uh, I will attempt to render aid to this poor fellow. How do you want to render aid to this poor fellow? At first, it starts off with just like a running over to like, oh no, they've fallen out of their chair or something. Something mundane. And then it's like, oh no, what the actual fuck? Uh, and then I, I don't know how I would like to render aid because this is a situation that I don't think anyone here has ever seen before. No, Correct. but he, we have to clearly get that thing off of his face. All right, well, uh, and then I will just like go into my 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 work belt, pull out like a multi tool, a space multi tool, mm-hmm. get either the little pliers or the uh, the little blade that's on it, and try to just get in there and uh, pry this thing off in some way. So as you attempt to pry this off uh you see that the little claws on the end dig in harder into this person's head any attempts at cutting meet with failure the skin is is like silicon it's very thick and rubbery and it seems very resistant to that kind of damage um you do also see as you're trying to work this they um the I will call him the patient now. The patient starts breathing faster, like their heart starts beating faster, like they're in distress when you're trying to do this. Well, uh good news is, is I have no uh no medical skills, so clearly this means it's working. I'm gonna see if I can find something to start cutting at its claws. Um, in the surgical theater, there are additional surgical tools, such as scalpels. Um, I believe there is also a surgical, well, the surgical lasers in the auto dock. So you would not have immediate access to that. You'd have to wait until the, you have to open it up and grab it and probably break surgical the auto dock. Later is pro- surgical laser is probably something that is well above my medical ability, but a scalpel, I can find one of them. I can work that. Okay. You are able to acquire them. And you're going to find much the same thing. Like, you try to cut in, and the skin is extremely resistant to it. Um, how hard do you want to press? Uh, pretty hard. If it's not, it's got to come... It's got to come off. The This man is not going to be okay with that thing on his face. 
Okay. So give me a close combat roll. I render aid in this moment. Okay. Add, uh, go ahead and roll yours as well, Dave. Got this situation where it's like, all right, I'm going to put my foot on his shoulder and push. And like, I need you to add one stress and roll 1d6 plus 5. Both of us? No, nope. just me. Yeah. Nice. You're keeping it together. Between the two of you. You both decide on one of the fingers, one of the claws that you're going to try to work away. Because if you get one worked away, then you could probably start pulling at the rest of them. And Rico goes in with a scalpel and cuts at the knuckle. And it starts to spray um, liquid. And you realize what it is as it starts hitting like the walls and immediately hissing. And at the same time, Dave is yanking back on this finger and you hear this crack. Because with three successes, it's going to be substantial. And you break this knuckle. And more of the acid blood starts streaming on this person's head and they start writhing. And you seeing that this, this acid start eating away at this guy's head. And you hear the sound of choking and gurgling as whatever this thing is, as it is, it is injured, it is also killing the man that, is, that it's wrapped around. How much help do they have? Ooh, okay. At this point, I'm just yelling, um, very much panicking, um, asking if he's okay, trying to pull with no real thought of what to do now, because this, I, I need to save uh, my my people. So, with a, or Dave, are you continuing to pull? With it choking him, I will instead move to trying to. Uh, remove the the tail section, I guess, from under where okay. it is choking. So between the two of you, uh, because it has okay, I'll do that real quick. Let me do type in a thing real quick. It's good because on a meta level, I know if we kill him, it's for the better. Right. Okay. So, but as as you grab the the rope around his throat and you just like pull, it comes loose. And you see that it's attached to this creature. And you just rip it back like you're pull starting a lawnmower. And this thing just rips off the guy's face and then smacks into the, the door jam behind you. And you can see that you are already too late to save the man that it, it was wrapped around. The, the acid has eaten through his... Um, the occipital bone, and it is melted into his brain. He is no longer breathing. Um, one of his eyes has collapsed as the acid has hit it. The other one is wide open, staring at the ceiling. And what is left of his face shows a look of absolute horror. Heading out of stress, I think. Yup! It, uh, uh, it, it uh, cascades pretty quick, doesn't it? I mean... This is a pretty horrible situation, so yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, is there a role to keep down my cheeseburger? Because I would very much like, as good as it was, I don't want to taste it twice and waste it. 
Sure. Uh, I am not going to need a roll for the cheeseburger at this time. You just did keep it together. Oh, good. So, um, here's here's hoping. Silver linings, right? Silver linings. So, just heavy breathing, look over to Rico. What the fuck? I am now crying. Um, so, he's dead. Where'd that thing go? Uh, I look over to see where the thing went. It's landed on the floor. It's it's curled up like a when a spider dies. You know how all the legs kind of curl up and on itself. It's on its back. Its legs are all curled in on itself, and it's still dribbling a little bit of acid into the metal floor. Just gonna clear my uh, my pistol in the holster, just to just to make sure. Kill it. Just kill it. Does not need to be told more than once to shoot something. How many rounds do you put in it? I mean, I'm pretty stressed out right now, so... Uh, the, are these three-shot burst weapons, or are these just, like... Your pistol? is yeah. It's uh, pull the trigger once, one bullet goes, so they're semi-auto. Uh, like, three, four. Okay. So, um, you are near-deafened by the trio of gunshots echoing through the hallways. Um more acid splashes out from the the entry of the bullets and sprays across the walls, but away from you, so I'm not going to make you roll for getting eaten by acid at this time. Oh, you're so kind. Um, and you can just hear that that feedback sound in your ear is, you know, the loudness of the pistol is just kind of temporarily deafened you, but it is very clearly dead. And because this is alien, the distant space future, and we are in cinematic mode, your ears will clear in no time at all. It's again benevolent. I need you to hear what's coming for you. You know, when you put it that way, I suddenly doubt your benevolence. As you should. Okay. This is all pretty horrible, so I want to... Seeing a soldier die is never, ever an easy thing. So I just want to reach into my pocket and just hold on to those dog tags that I have. Just gently rub my thumb over top of the indentations and just kind of honor the man for a, cu- for a couple seconds. Okay. You have activated your personal item. You may reduce your stress by one. And you also know that during wartime, even though when somebody is lost, they still have value they can bring to the unit. In this case, you do see he has a revolver in his holster. And he is wearing the uniform of a security guard for the the colony, for the outpost. I mean, he's got a key card somewhere on him, right? Yes. So I'll pull the while Rico is busy doing whatever it is that Rico is doing, I'll pull the raw revolver, check it. Uh, does he have any extra reloads on him? Yes. I'll pull that as well. And I will pocket the security card because, you know, I may have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. And then I will come over to Rico and 
handle first, grip first. I will hand the revolver to them. You, uh, this might be a good idea. I agree. This is a little bit more than we were expecting today. Thank you for being here with me. All right, you can just stow all of that bullshit because this is not some team building exercise or whatever the fuck. No, certainly not. I sure hope that kid wakes up soon. We could use some answers. And I want to sit at the terminal, I assume in the seat that the man once occupied, and see about going through these records that I now have. Okay. Um, we will get back to that in a second. Let's go to Segue the- as I uh come over to whoever you're about to cut to. Uh, yeah, Gibbs and Ray. Hey, there was some crazy shit that happened here. This guy's got a some kind of animal on his head and looks like he is dead now. As his face got melted and stuff. I I so are you are we at the shuttle together? Yes, both of yeah. you have okay. arrived at the at the shuttle and Dave is on the radio telling you about the weird shit they've just oh, experienced. Right. I want a piece of information. Let's talk about it. Not the fuck here. All right. All right. Ray, uh, Dave gave me the keys. I need you to get the pre-flight checks up and going so we can get out of here in a moment's notice. You got that? Talking to Dave, right? What? No, he's no. talking to you. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a little pumping. I'm getting there. Let me, let me. He said Dave oh, yeah. gave him the keys to give gave to you. Keys. Fuck. I can't. Do the, I cannot do the pre-flight check until I get into the plane. Yeah, so got, come on, yeah. pip pip. Now don't leave without us. Dave also has burgers, okay. real I meat mean, burgers. Don't get me wrong. I love a good burger. I call me down proper, but really happy. We all. So we're all coming, right? We all. Everyone's running this general direction. Yeah, uh, they will be. I'm heading out to get Carissa. We can't get her on the radio. All right. I need you to chill a bit and make sure everything is a okay with the plane. Fine. Okay. Call on the radio if you hear anything suspicious or see anything suspicious while you're doing your checks. Got it? Okay, Roger. And Gibbs is just going to try one more. Chris, are you there on the radio? And Krissa, you are now arriving at the administration building. The door is closed. Ignoring the radio going to the door. Um, I'll drop the, I'll set the torch equipment down and try to open the door. Door is locked. Security protocol has re-engaged after the others left. Hmm, wonder why. Hmm, wonder why. Nothing to do with gunshots. Uh, I will come back over the radio saying that we're in the security office, and as soon as we find some intel, we're we're going to head out of here. I do not check with Rico with the fact that we are leaving after we find our information, because we are fucking leaving. Yeah, Audi 5 thou. Uh, I think she's going to start banging on the door. The intercom will crackle to life, and you hear... 
the delightful tones of Nancy. Administration, what can we do for you? Uh, just putting on that, that same sweet fake voice. Hi, Nancy. I just need to come in the building real quick, let you know we're getting ready to, to leave. But I, I, Rico asked me to uh, drop some paperwork off for you. Oh, some paperwork. That's great. I didn't realize you were all getting ready to leave already. I thought there was an 0303 on the airplane. I'll have to double check and make sure it's still there. Could you just open up then? Oh, yeah. Just one second. And it's longer than a second. It's like two or three minutes, but then you hear the buzz of the door unlocking. Okay, we're going to open that door up and we're going to walk inside. Going to walk inside? What you walking inside with? With the little thing still in my hand. Okay, just that? Yes. Well, the wrench is also. The wrench, okay. Okay, so you're leaving the torch outside. The torch is outside, yeah. Probably a mistake, but I'm going to leave it there. That's I mean, fine. you can just beat her to death. Yeah. All right. So you know where dispatch is. Mm-hmm. And it's close to the administrator's office. And so you make your way over there. You can smell cooked beef in the hallways as, as you're, you're walking towards the office. You can clearly see what the others were doing at the time. It's important work. And when you get to the dispatch area you see that nobody's around you see that the door to mother is closed but you do see the door to the administrator's office is open and the interior light is on and you can hear talking in the office uh just walk up to the the doorway okay go on no, no, go ahead. Uh, as soon as, like, one foot in the office, just chuck this monster, this buggy alien xeno thing, and just throw it into the middle of that room. Okay. Several things happen at once. I don't like that. You That's step kind of into the room, and I'm going to say that you kick the door open and step into this room, immediately lobbing the body of this thing into the center of the room. And this this uh, corpse, it tumbles, and then it lands with a wet thwack on the chest of Carl Jr., the administrator. He is tied to his chair. His hands are behind the chair. His legs are duct taped to the rolly part. He's looking at you with wide, terrified eyes. Nancy, who is also in the room, has not stopped talking and then turns to see see you walk in and says, oh, hey, you made it back. In her right hand, there is a bloody cleaver. In her left hand is... It looks like a scalp, but you don't see any other bodies nearby. And one other thing that you will see is that Carl's chest is starting to make some very strange movements, like something is trying to push out of it. I love it when you guys split the party. 
I want to say, can we just end there? <laughs> we can. We absolutely can. It's 10 minutes to 10. Yeah. Okay. I'm in, okay. I'm in a pickle. You're in a pickle. You're all in a pickle. Uh, it's also a good spot to end. It yeah, is. Just you in a pickle? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's in a pickle. Uh, yes. We there were pickles. That is something we were missing from the, the burger bonanza. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Pickles. Pickles are worth their weight in gold on the frontier. Okay. Yeah, they're very important. There's a lot of sodium in there. It's a very important. Uh, I don't think anybody on the rim needs sodium. I think you're all pretty salty as it is. Huh. Yep. Ow. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So final recap. We have uh, Krissa in the administrator's office where Nancy is clearly gone crazy and the administrator has something happening to him. She has killed one hatchling alien with a torch. Um, Gibbs and Ray are at the ship. Gibbs is heading towards administration. Uh, no, because Gibbs doesn't know that's where Chris is. Gibbs is heading yes. towards the edge of the base where the, the fridge field. was. Yes. Okay. So Gibbs is heading to the field. Okay. Ray is still at the ship. Um, Rico and Dave are at the security desk where they have just um, saved a man from a fate worse than death by killing him. You didn't and, even have to roll empathy. Right. Because you didn't know any better. <laughs> so the last thing I will say before we close is when Rico puts the communications logs in, data starts streaming immediately and the most notable things from the communications logs are over the past 24 hours. There is a communication from one of the researchers at the agricultural station, uh, Mavis Jackson, sending a huge stream of data about an undiscovered life form new to this planet, new, unknown to the galaxy, and all of the information on this. And it's um, it's uh, in addition to that is a message from Wayland Utani from the mother unit at landing, sending a signal out to all outposts. Uh, Project N three one three, providing promising results. Lock down all communications. Lock down all transportation. Code 0313. Only upper management access is authorized to activate anything. And we'll call it there. Here we go. You're upper management, right? Middle management. Middle. You know who was upper management? Uh. Jack Johnson. You know what Jack didn't have on him? His access card. Yeah. Oh, did the kids steal it from him? Yeah. yeah. Yep. The kids stole it from him. Oh my god. Jack Johnson. Pretty sure, pretty sure the kid still has it on him. Correct. Oh, that's so good. You know that, but your characters don't. All right, Craig. Thanks for recording. Thank you. Thank you, G Arc.